Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you today. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down. And especially on a day like today, we are going to divide the rage from the reason, try to elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today because there is a lot of it. Uh, and as always, uh, I want you to weigh in. Let me know uh, what you think is elevating today. What are the principles we should be focused on? Uh, what are the things that give you hope in your community? Uh, and what are you doing in your community uh, today to help keep this constitutional republic of ours uh, moving forward in a positive way? And of course, you can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. So as we speak in our nation's capital, in the House of Representatives, the House is begun debate, uh, formal debate on impeachment proceedings, a single article of impeachment against the president of the United States, Donald Trump. And uh, they began about uh, almost an hour ago now. And uh, that will go for about two hours. There's two hours uh, allotted, equally divided, of course, between the two sides of the aisle. And then uh, ultimately that will result in a vote that uh, will also take about a half hour to 45 minutes to complete uh, the way they're doing that in terms of social distancing and so on. Uh, so it's we're a couple hours away, I think, from a final vote tally in, on the articles of impeachment. And uh, so we'll, we'll watch that happen. Uh, interesting in listening to a lot of the speeches that are being made. Uh, again, I, I don't really count this as debate because it's really just uh, speechifying one side or the other. And there, there is no real back and forth. There is no real consideration. Uh, everyone has come in with a message they want to deliver. Uh, primarily, it's a message they are delivering back uh, to their voters and things that uh, are good for them. And this is happening on both sides of the aisle. Uh, there have been some speeches that I think are very unbecoming to a member of the United States Congress, the House of Representatives. And we'll call those out uh, because... Uh, this is not the time or place for that. Uh, but some are so worried about uh, getting their moment on cable TV or to have their own social media moment uh, that uh, that they're willing uh, to just make this a circus as opposed to an important process. And it is an important process. We need to realize that uh, this is part of what happens within the Constitution. The process matters. Uh, this is a, uh, a very quick rush through a process that normally begins in the Judiciary Committee in the House of Representatives, and they've uh, bypassed all of that uh, for simply two hours of debate and then a vote. Uh, so that's kind of where we are there. But I do want to play just a, a couple of things uh, in terms of uh, some of the messages that are out there. And uh, first, I want to go to, uh, let's go to Tom Cole first, if we can. Uh, Jessica, he uh, is representative from Oklahoma. He is a Republican. 
uh, part of the the team managing it on the Republican side there. And uh, he put some interesting perspective in it uh, in terms of the timing uh, of it all. Here's what he had to say. Our meeting today does not arise in a vacuum and comes at what I hope and pray is the end of a tumultuous period for our country. Violent acts such as these have no place in our republic. After these grave events, we as a nation and as an institution have an opportunity to come together. President Trump has conceded the 2020 election. Congress has certified the results of the election. And next Wednesday, President-elect Biden will be sworn in as the President of the United States. Congress and the nation can move forward knowing that the political process was completed as designed and the constitutional framework that has governed our republic since 1789 held firm. But instead of moving forward as a unifying force, the majority in the House is choosing to divide us further. All right. Uh, so, again, uh, that is uh, Representative Tom Cole from uh, Oklahoma. Uh, he's making the case that rather than rush uh, this through, that uh, things are going to transition next week, and let's focus on uh, how we actually do make that happen. Uh, and I think one of the important things that we all need to keep in mind uh, is we, we need to reject we need to reject this polar uh, false choice thing that we do so well in our politics. Uh, there's always additional ways. Uh, it is not to say there that uh, the president needs to be held accountable. Absolutely, uh, there are more options, uh, including one offered by our own. Representative John Curtis, uh, who introduced uh, a censure resolution uh, into the House of Representatives today. And uh, hopefully you heard him on with uh, Dave and Dejanovic earlier today. Uh, Dave and Debbie uh, had a great conversation with the representative. And I I think looking at the articles of censure uh, that he submitted, the resolution, the censure resolution, uh, there's some really strong things in there that I think do lead towards some different kinds of accountability and also send the message in terms of the process uh, and what really matters. Uh, I want to go quickly, though, to uh, Representative Nancy Mace from South Carolina, uh, who uh, also had some interesting things to say that that there are more options and more things that we can consider. Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States, the, the U.S. House of Representatives has every right to impeach the president of the United States. But what we're doing today rushing this impeachment in an hour or two hour long debate on the floor of this chamber bypassing judiciary poses great questions about the constitutionality of this process. I believe we need to hold the president accountable. I hold him accountable for the events that transpired for the attack on our Capitol last Wednesday. I also believe that we need to hold accountable every single person, even members of Congress, if they contributed to the violence that transpired here. But today I'm asking my colleagues to remember the words of the legendary, the great leader in this country, Dr. Martin Luther King, who once said, the time is always right to do what is right. And if we're serious about healing the divisions in this country, Republicans and Democrats need to acknowledge this is not the first day of violence we've seen. We've seen violence across our country for the last nine months. And we need to recognize, number one, that our words have consequences that there is violence on both sides of the aisle. All right, that's uh, Representative Nancy Mays from South Carolina. And I love the fact that she said, you know what, uh, there needs to be accountability uh, to the president, for sure. Uh, also to members of Congress, uh, both houses. 
need to have members uh, be either censured or reprimanded or called out in some way. There, there needs to be some consequences there for sure. Uh, but we, again, we don't have to accept the false choice that it is either impeachment or no accountability. That's a false choice. Uh, we also need to consider, you know, where are we? Why are we here? And, and what is the next thing for the country? Uh, how does the country at, uh, move forward in a positive way? We're going to talk about that more later on in the program. Uh, we'll have uh, Scott Rasmussen joining us from Florida today. Uh, he'll weigh in on, with a couple of thoughts, and we'll close out the program talking about uh, the questions we ought to be asking and that members of Congress ought to be asking themselves. Uh, but before we go to our break, I, I do want to get to uh, the interview with uh, David Dejanovic earlier Uh, If you missed it, Uh, John Curtis, I think, has taken a very strong approach uh, in terms of what is happening now and what will happen over the next seven days and 45 minutes before President-elect Joe Biden is sworn into office. Uh, And so I want to go to uh, to John Curtis and again, his conversation with David Dejanovic. Why do we throw away bedrock, bedrock judicial principles? such as the right to represent yourself, such as the innocent until proven guilty, such as, you know, a a jury, impartial jury. Why why do we throw those away? And the only explanation is because she knows that the heat of the moment is far more damning for the president than a than a calm down view of this. There is nothing that would would. Be uh, wrong with slowing this down. Can somebody name one thing? Nobody's been able to tell me one thing, one reason why we should rush to, to this 48-hour impeachment. It may very well be that more damning facts come out over a long impeachment for the president than are out there now. Again, that's uh, Utah Representative John Curtis talking about the uh, censure resolution that he introduced and why that might actually be a better path Uh, than that of the impeachment path that the House is on this morning. I also just want to get uh, one other. He uh, he talked about this idea of doing it in just 48 hours uh, also has some uh, some challenges to it as well. You you cannot put together a 48-hour impeachment and feel good about it. If there was a reason, fine. Nobody, there is no reason. It cannot be concluded while he's still in office, no matter what happens. Why are we not giving the the president a chance to defend himself? All right. So, again, yeah, he's talking about the processing. And I, I just remind you that the process does matter because it, the process that is followed sets the precedent for what happens in the future. Uh, and if there is a future president who does something uh, that the other side doesn't like uh, and they rush through in a 48 hour window, uh, a an, an impeachment proceeding, then we've got all kinds of things. We've circumvented the Judiciary Committee and so on. And so all those things need to need to be factored in. Uh, and again, we are just seven days and 14 minutes away uh, from Joe Biden becoming the 46th president of the United States. We need to look at all of the ramifications of this. And I just, again, encourage you to recognize this is not a binary choice. Don't accept the false choice that many are presenting on both sides today. There's much, much more to it. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Derek Miller from the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Some important things as it relates to the economy here in the state of Utah. Coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids 
doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.